0: Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Reliving the Extreme, an ECW podcast. Nate Maxson, your host here with you, and I will be joined here in a moment by my co-hosts Chad and Aaron, but before we get started, I just wanted to remind you, each and every one of you, that you can now support the show on Patreon, Patreon patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme. We have plans for as low as five bucks a month where you can hear the actual unedited audio of the show when we record it usually comes out on Friday, sometimes we tape on Monday, sometimes we tape on Tuesday. Uh, whatever day that we uh, record the show for that five dollars a month immediately you get that immediately and unedited. None of anything we talk about before the show or after the show is all there. Um, and quite frankly, some of the best stuff is actually uh, some of the conversations we have before and after the show. Uh, some really funny, entertaining conversations that I think you would like. Um, but you can also get the uh, there's a there's a there's a tier where you can get the video of the show. Um, also, we have a tier where if you want to, you can be a guest co-host periodically on the show as well. Um, and but bo- lots more bonus content coming to the Patreon. But I just wanted to throw it out there. Uh, if you want to throw us some support, throw us some money, and get some extra content, you can go to Relive- or Patreon.com. I'm sorry. Patreon.com backslash reliving the extreme. So let's get on with this week's edition of the show covering heat
1: wave 1995. And next week, Masada's gonna shoot a fucking Roman candle out of his ass and see what happens.
2: Well, I mean, okay. let's I can't show. believe it hasn't already happened.
1: <laughs> well, this
0: week on Reliving the Extreme, we're gonna discuss the UCW heat Wave Heat Wave show. <laughs> Uh, from July the 15th, 1995, at the ECW Arena, Nate and here, along with my brother Aaron. Hello. And Mr. Chad Austin.
2: Tally-ho, fellas.
0: And, uh, yeah, Heat Wave... Ninety-five, which will mean we'll get to skip an episode of ECW TV next week because the next episode of ECW TV is pretty much just recapping Heatwave, so we won't have to watch that one. We can skip an episode, but
2: dude, um, I, I, why couldn't we have a regular TV show to watch the to review today? I didn't <laughs> know we were doing like a fucking super show, you know, like one of the shows that just don't end. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I love, when you said when you sent it to me, I went, oh, come on, man. That's and, that was my exact comment. Oh come on, man!
0: And well, as I we go
2: through, like the regular thirty-seven minutes of content.
0: As we go through this <laughs> show, also, it was like, um, it was like it wasn't even. It didn't even feel like a super show. It literally felt like watching a TV taping because it's like a, it's like one of those programs that Brian Last will read to Jim Cornette that has like seven people on the card because the same people just keep coming out and doing the same shit over and yeah. over again. It,
1: it, it, it was recap. Of it was actually recapping the show live. It was yeah, they were recapping themselves over and
0: over again, which we'll get get into that. Um, Like I said, though, the show took place July fifteenth, nineteen ninety five, at the ECW Arena, of course, and it starts out with Bill Alfonso in the ring, and I I don't know, like I couldn't understand a
1: fucking word he was saying.
0: I turned the captions on, and it said literally the whole time it said indiscernible, indiscernible, <laughs> indiscernible. So, <laughs> did you catch any of it, Chad? I caught. I mean, you can get a gist of what he's saying based on his character,
2: but oh, well, I was I was there, so it was it's still it was still about the whole shutting the show down, about the uh, there was not going to be any because um, what wasn't there there was like a street fight or. You know, or something, whatever, and we weren't going to have any of that, Daddy. And the Commission says, you know, we're not going to have any of this and this. And then and, and Beulah, she's not going to, you know, it's like it was all. It was all the same, you know, rhetoric that uh, Fonzie always says. But yeah, it it really wasn't anything that was sustainable that meant really much. It was just Fonzie just laying out what was going to happen, like you know, later on. Kind of yeah. kind of thing, he was telling you what wasn't going to happen, but he was telling you this is the way he booked the show. <laughs> this is how he booked the show. No matter what you say, Fonzie, this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I couldn't
1: understand a fucking word
2: of it. Oh, Fonzie's the best, man. I I, I, always, well, I'm sure, I always I am mean. I'm
1: sure, his promo was great. I'm just saying, like the audio,
2: the audio was terrible. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, because they they never they never mic the camera. Yeah, it takes, this,
0: you know, it, it takes what, probably another year before they get that figured
2: out. I never knew they even ever, ever did it. I, I never knew that. I mean, what, ECW on TNN?
0: Well, I don't know. Like, I remember, I can remember, because the first time I ever saw ECW myself was in 96. It was on the Sunshine Network. And for some reason, we got the Sunshine Network up here. Um, Because I just remember, like, kind of the first episode that I ever saw. As it, as it aired, was it, it was like Shane Douglas had returned from the WWF, so it's probably late 95, early 96. And I remember being able to understand that promo. So I think by 96, they get it figured out, at least in certain, maybe not in their arena, because that might have not even been in the arena. I don't know. But, yeah, right now, if somebody's on the mic in the arena, you're not going to have a goddamn clue what they're saying.
2: It, it didn't even matter what Alfonso was saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just knew that he stunk, and he was a heel, and he could have he could have been yelling about how Dunkin' Donuts screwed up his order <laughs> or some shit. And he, I
3: can't believe they gave me a coffee latte. <laughs>
2: and, then, and then he's he's pointing at people and the crowd, just cheering, booing, and yeah. I mean, Fonzie to me, like, uh yeah, I, I'm sure we probably said it before. He's one of them kind of guys, oh. like. When he walked back through the curtain, everybody was just hugging him. You're like, dude, that was great. And like, he doesn't know. He doesn't know what, like, how good he is. Like, he doesn't know. He, like, it's almost like he didn't even know what his gimmick was. Like, he was just doing whatever they told him to do. And, and then he goes out there and kills it. And then when he, when he walks back, he's all surprised, like, how good it was. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know, daddy. I don't know. Where is that crap? <laughs> <laughs> he's all looking around <laughs> instead of shaking hands, he's looking for somebody to put something in his hand. Well, so
0: F- Fonzie's going off, and then uh, Todd Gordon <laughs> comes out. And again, I don't understand what Todd's saying either, but uh, the two of them get into a brawl, um, and Fonzie appears to kick. Todd Gordon out of the building, I think. I think this is all that, that's what's happened because I don't know what they were saying, but their body language kind of told the story
3: anyway. Well
0: no, Joey, I don't Joey, have
2: Rico. a clue what, I don't have a clue at all what Todd was saying. I didn't catch any of that. Joey like, you couldn't sums hear anything. Any
1: yeah, Joey sums it up that Fonzie's has book as has banned Todd Todd Gordon from the building somehow. I don't fucking know how,
2: but oh it, it, was that so, something over the promoter's license I think so Yeah, like, didn't they backstory that at some point about uh, Todd had his had his, he didn't like he didn't file for his um promo, he didn't file for a renewal of his promoter's license <laughs> like, and therefore he wasn't the promoter of the of the show and and he was gonna borrow from the building <laughs> yeah it was something to that effect. But whatever, um, still Fonzie, man. Todd's terrible. Todd's terrible.
0: Todd Todd Gordon! Um, the opening match of the show is uh, Mikey Whipwreck against Storm and Mike Norman. Um, and better than when, I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't that bad at all. I did notice a WCW Trash at the Beach sign out in the crowd. Which, right made me laugh that was fun but no these guys had a these guys had a good match i mean mikey sold good for for norman like he got more it was more it was more mike norman than it was mikey really mikey was just playing the underdog here well
2: we're, we're still in that era we're still in the mikey mm-hmm. went in by accident um you know like and mike norman was a guy who's friends with mikey I don't know if you guys know that he's the New York guy. He was he worked for that crappy company that they work for, and I don't I don't think he at the time he was one of Mikey's trainees. I think he was one of the guys that kind of trained with Mikey when Mikey was breaking in.
0: Am I incorrect? Is that ISPW? Is that the wrong? Nah. Pro- I think of the wrong promotion.
2: Yeah, it's, it wasn't that company. It was uh, I mean, at that point, I don't even think that a company even really had letters. <laughs>
0: It was and, just you
2: know, it was just wrestling Saturday yeah, night. It was, it was pro wrestling because in, in New York and, there's, yep. like, there's a company there's a company every thirty feet. You know, like literally, there's a company every thirty feet in New York, and and Mikey had a bunch of guys: Mike Norman, Paul Loria, uh, um, probably fucking Herve Vernesto too, probably as well was probably a Mikey guy. But, you know, Mikey Mikey would book job guys or TV guys, and I I didn't think Mike Norman was that bad.
1: No, like, he did really good in this match, I thought. And Joey actually, I don't know if you guys will think it's dumb or not, but I thought it was kind of cool. Joey talked about in the match that Mikey has guys like Storm and Norman coming at him. Now, since he was kind of successful because he had a TV title reign, he was tag team champion with Cactus Jack. Now he's got guys like Storm and Norman coming at him, trying
2: to be the next Mikey Whipwreck. You know, all right, that's the angle, man. That was the angle, right? That 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 make that makes all the sense in the world. You know, because you're looking at this fucking this you know, for lack of a better word, bone guy that's getting beat up on TV, but he's accidentally winning. And They're like, why can't I do that? Well, we can only so have one Mikey. Now, <laughs> yeah,
1: now these under guys are trying to come and, like, beat Mikey. You know what I mean? So it's like Mikey became, like, the the top jobber or the top hand bone, you know? And now they're <laughs> the, all trying to take the, him out. The
2: hand bone martyr. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he became. <laughs> the undisputed...
0: <laughs> The undisputed universal ham bone of the
2: world. <laughs> Acknowledge me. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I keep saying, and nobody does. He <laughs> it, it goes up to get his paycheck. <laughs> he, he goes up to get his paycheck from Paul and he just goes, Acknowledge me. And Paul hands him fifty fifty dollars. All right, there you go. Jesus Christ.
0: Aaron, anything else on this matchup?
1: Uh, like I said, I thought it was, I was, when it came on, I was like, yeah, that going to suck. But it was actually a pretty good match, and I enjoyed it.
0: And Mikey wins with a Frank and Mikey off I the really top have rope. To say about it. Simple as that. And like Chad said, um, Mike Norman was pretty good. Like I said, I think these guys had a good match, and uh, it was a good way to kick off the card. Um. Oh, and here we go. <laughs> Up next it's Raven and Stevie Richards against Donnie Allen and the Broad Street bully. And this is where we begin our cast of characters for the evening here. Um, <laughs> Dudley's. You got yeah you've got you've got the uh, let's see there, Francine's involved so Stevie Richards starts making out with her outside. A cat fight in, in, ensues between Beulah and Francine. Um, Donnie and the Broad Street Bully win the match by count out because Raven's out here dealing with this bullshit and all this is going on. And we haven't even started the insanity yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, The the Pitbulls then attack Raven and Richards. Then the Dullies attack the Pitbull. And then Raven Raven is attacked by Tommy Dreamer. And they all brawl to the back. And then the Broad Street bully cuts a inaudible promo. But Joey yeah, I have no idea what he tells did. us what it was. He was basically saying that they deserve a they deserve a rematch because they just defeated the tag champs, even though it was by count out. And then Raven comes out and attacks them. And then there's more <laughs> Dudley's pitbull Dreamer interaction, and then Dreamer DD- DDT's Raven, and then there's another cat fight. Yeah, it's like, like I said. This show is just like, yeah, they, like they're they're just, did, <laughs> they did everything. They did everything I just described twice, <laughs> and then they did it all. Like, then they did it all again in
2: reverse. <laughs> I, I, my, my actual sentence was: This was going so well until Dreamer. <laughs> And then it's chaos. But they did everything. Like,
1: they did everything, and then Pauly was like, "That that's great. Now go out and do it in reverse.
2: <laughs> Send everybody back out again. That's
1: that's the rib.
0: That's the rib. Make them
1: all And, and by the way, they were reverse.
2: my favorite Dudleys too. The originals. Yeah, I, I actually I actually really did like them them two guys as the Dudleys. I thought they were the best incarnation of the Dudley brothers. I mean nothing no offense to Bubba or Devon or Dances With or Big Dick or I don't sign whatever. All the other 40 other Dudleys, the NW Dudleys. But well, um, and, and D- Dudley, <laughs>
0: Dudley and Snot Dudley were the closest to slat to the slapshot characters, and that's what it was originally based
2: on. But that's, that's the, yeah, that was the two original guys. It was Anthony mm-hmm. Michaels and what Jeff was it Jeff Bradley?
0: I think that's what you said last week, Jeff Bradley.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, and Anthony and Michaels. Yeah, they were the, they were the two original Dudleys, and and I thought if they would have given them time, they would have like really, really cultivated that character like a lot better, you know. But but, but they were Florida guys, so it was travel, it, you know. It was it was all yeah, that I shit. Feel bad for now I feel bad for him. <laughs> to,
1: well, yeah, like having to sit on their. Rented sofa and watching fucking Devon and Bubba go in the Hall of Fame.
2: <laughs> like we're the Dudley Boys, and they acknowledge Spike and these and these guys are Head sitting on the red center sofa and like, "I was the Dudley Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I was a Dudley, chubby Dudley, sitting there with <laughs> chocolate stains on the front of his tie dye shirt." <laughs> You know, sign guy, sign guy. Dudley's got a big sign saying, "What about me, Dudley?" <laughs> you know, like they, they all got they all got forgotten about because it wasn't Bubba and Devon. Dances, dan- dances,
0: dances with Dudley's going to demand a reservation. Yeah, <laughs> a
2: reservation at Jimmy's Seafood. <laughs> That's about it. I was appropriated. Yeah, I mean that—that that to me was my favorite Dudleys because they didn't know any better. That was the best part about it; they didn't know where the gimmick was going to mm-hmm. go. It was to me, it was up to them to let the gimmick go to where it was going to go. It wasn't like Paul may have had the vision. Paul may have said, "Okay, this is what I this is what I want," but he picked two guys to fill the role, and I was like, "Okay, we'll let these guys fill the role, you know, and let them mm-hmm. like run with it and see where they take it." But then it became, all right, well, now the Dudley Boys is a, is, a, is a gimmick, is a character. We got to, like, you know, do shit with them and, you know, kind of cultivate them kind of thing. And It was just like, now they got Bubba and Devon, and both of them two guys were, you know, professional beyond belief. Which I would have rather had two guys that weren't professional beyond belief that could have had some, like, more fun with it. But what do I know? I don't work there anymore. Nobody does. That's right. <laughs> See where I got him. It's because of the Dudley boys. Company went out of business. <laughs> they, they didn't know how to book the fucking Dudleys.
1: <laughs>
2: you well, know all you of were that.
0: To to, if you would to know how to ins- book
2: the Dudleys, you'd still be in business. <laughs> all of that insanity
0: ensues, but don't worry, folks. All of these people are going to be back two more times. <laughs> so you haven't you haven't seen the last of them tonight. The match that's next. I had to laugh at this one, too. It's Hack Myers and Big Val Puccio. And this is their rematch from last week. And they do the same fucking finish they did
3: last week. Yeah, Hack Myers and Spongebob.
1: It was. Just (laughs) at a different time. (laughs) It was Hack Myers and Spongebob Cuccio (laughs) doing the same fucking finish. And I don't know if I mentioned this last time we talked about it, but they have reversed haircuts. Did I mention that? No. If you look at it, Coochie, he has he has the the bald head and the ponytail in the back. But Hack Myers has the bald hair, and ponytail in the front.
3: <laughs>
1: so they're like the Road Warriors. They can <laughs> Yeah. But but Big you Val plug Poochie. these guys yeah. in and, and all the power goes out, you know. It's like when you try to like plug your toaster and your microwave in at the same time and make breakfast. And
2: <laughs> fucking shit we, goes out. That's what happens. He's tra- trying to put you trying to cook a scrambled egg in a toaster. Yeah. <laughs> just crack an egg and put it right there it in the toaster. <laughs> yeah, Big, yeah, big Val reverse right? Uh, Big Val is awful. I mean, like on a on a different level. Um, just, he's, he's terrible. I mean, look, they announced him at what, 500 and like 14 pounds, whatever. Seriously. He's at one least of those, get, he's, he's one of those guys that's as wide as he is tall. And he's not tall. Right. Exactly. He's 500 Dang. pounds wide and he's terrible. And I, I kept looking at his arms like this, <laughs> like the flab, you know, it, it looked like they should have hung off Abdullah butcher's side like, was on his arms. <laughs> you know them flabs that are on Abby's arms? Like, he had them... He's like, and he had like, sleeves on, and they were still hanging below that. And he
1: had what sleeves on sleeves on sleeves. And he put all those sleeves on sleeves on sleeves, and it makes him look like a fucking... um, you know, them wooden wooden blocks that kids play with, like babies play with. <laughs>
2: uh, like, imagine if they would have had Under Armour then. Trying to squeeze squeeze Big Val Puccio in an Under Armour shirt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He would have been all slim looking. <laughs> the, the fat would have been all hidden somewhere. Well, the ECW <coughs> fans,
0: the ECW fans hit Val with a you fat fuck chant. I enjoyed that, you fat fuck. I enjoyed that one. Right. And then like I said, essentially, essentially Puccio just does fat guy spots your standard fat guy spots to uh hack and then they do the same exact missed elbow finish that they did last week which i thought was actually pretty
2: hilarious like where he no just rolls over this. and covers them with his elbow yeah. no one's watching
0: these two nobody cares
2: and or it it was hack. And like
1: and it was, it was also, also hack. probably hacking like what the hell else am i supposed to do with you
2: i mean it sucks for hack yeah it, it literally sucks for hack. Like, what are you going to do with them, you know? Because Hacks got his – got his, the only thing Hack's really had was his comeback spot, the shawl spot, and then his his finish move, which he wasn't going to do to fucking Big Val Botchenek, whatever his name, whatever the fuck it is. He wasn't going to do that to him where he gives the two knees to the head kind of thing. You know, he wasn't going to do that to fucking, you know, Val. So, so but, when it, but they had the big, whatever, collision or whatever the fuck it was, and then all of a sudden Hack puts his elbow on him. <laughs> and the referee counts three. Like you, 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 you fat fuck, could not roll over with the guy's elbow barely even on you. That's sad. <laughs> Hack's probably just
1: trying to figure out, like, what's the best finish I can think of without you. Like, I don't want you to accidentally land on me. Right. Because Just, you're built like a futon and I don't want that right. to happen. No, it's a waterbed. <laughs> I might have I might have hack was like I might have a career going forward. You're probably gonna buy you're probably gonna die of diabetes by 97. So <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have a coronary. How- <laughs> <laughs> let me figure out how I can not have you crush my lungs in the finish of this match.
2: They're gonna they're, they're pulling fuck. cheeseburgers out of his pockets. So that, That's brings, right. that
1: that brings
0: up a, that brings up a question for that I have would have for you, Chad. Have you ever worked with someone who was big fat like this kid, big fat, oh, was big, a big fat fuck like this guy that you didn't know what to do? Like, what the fuck am I you supposed to do? Oh me. no,
2: man! No, I I totally I totally did. I work with a kid that we that that I trained um, in Maryland. His name was Steve McMillan, and we called him the Big Mac. He was like five eight, but he was like five hundred and like fourteen pounds, and he couldn't. He couldn't even walk up the steps to get into the ring. We had to like he had to get people to roll him into the ring, like underneath the ropes, kind of roll him into the ring. And and we had a match where I just wouldn't let him touch me. Like he would everything he would do, put me in the corner. He would try to squash me. I'd move, you know, like all the uh, like. There's no way you're touching me, and um you know, his finish was the big elbow. And like when I looked in the lock in, in the locker room and he was showing me his arm where he was talking about the elbow, look at the Liberty Bell like hanging off the back of his arm kind of thing. <laughs> like I'm like, there's no fucking way you're doing this to me. And the match was so bad and the guy was so fucking like gonna die. Like by by the time the match was over. That the commission stepped in, and I remember the commissioner guy, who was a friend of mine, who was about ninety years old, was like, "Man, there's you're not wrestling in this state again. <laughs> like we can't allow this. <laughs> you're gonna die in the ring, and we can't allow this." And yeah, he, he only had like four matches. Yeah, but I totally did. Steve the Big Mac McMillan. I, I, I don't, I don't know. If the, there's no chance the guy's probably still alive. He ate himself to death. Like literally started, he started <laughs> biting his <laughs> forearm. Like
1: Pizza the Hut ate himself to death. Um, and did you watch in the match? Uh, a uh, big uh, SpongeBob Cuccio tried to roll <coughs> out like. Uh, oh yeah! Tried to like, kick, he tried to kick Cuccio out out of the ring, and he couldn't even like roll under the bottom rope. No, he couldn't.
2: I like <laughs> he, his neck. He got hung up. <laughs> He couldn't even roll underneath he the He fucking person. rolled out
1: of the ring and hooked his neck or his fucking pumpkin or whatever you want to call his neck. He tried to roll out of the ring and got stuck. It's like, you got a fucking problem, Coochie. I bet you he owns a pizza place. That's a, I was going to say, that's enough lasagna, Paisan. If he owns a pizza yeah. place, it's out of business. He's himself out of business. He's oh he's definitely
0: dead. There's no doubt he's dead. Let me we have, we have to we have to confirm this. Yes. Uh, Val Puccio died. He died he, j- was, he died January 7th, 2011. I'm surprised he he uh, lived that long at the age oh of 45.
2: Dude, the best is if he owned the pizza place, he was delivering pizzas, but he was delivering empty pizza empty boxes. boxes. <laughs> they, uh, he or, died still pepperoni. 2011.
1: 2011? Yes. Dear Lord. he had a long life. <laughs>
2: How would he die? Diabetes. Oh, it's got to be. Let me. see. He
1: probably fell Slopping through his it. floor. He fell through he fell his, floor. his floor.
0: <laughs> uh, Puccio died. Puccio died January seventh, two thousand eleven. Uh, he was forty-five. His death is thought to be caused by his obesity. Thought to be, oh, yeah. I wonder.
2: <laughs> There's a big fucking bag of fucking Snickers next to him. <laughs> <laughs> Empty, he, he, he was a pizza box hoarder. He had pizza boxes like stacked up to the top of the back door instead of taking them out. Like, that was a That was we like did the that
3: might be the <coughs> they greatest. Did the out might out be out the, that might, the
0: that might that might be the greatest line in the history of Wikipedia.
1: valpuccio was Valpucio's death was thought to be because of his obesity. Thought it could have been it could have been by the unopened hot pocket boxes that we found in his stuff. He conducted his autopsy. <laughs> he he, he just put the whole, he put the whole box
2: of hot pockets <laughs> in a microwave. the
1: microwave. He didn't even nuke it. He just ate it.
2: No no he put the he put the whole entire box in it. <laughs> the whole entire what 14 whatever hot pockets he put the whole entire box in the microwave <laughs> and just started eating it. Box is all charred <laughs> up. He, he's eating like a sandwich hot pocket sandwich. What a fucking slob. <laughs> he makes Albano look fucking healthy. Yeah. As he looks said, he, <laughs> he looks like Paul now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Acknowledge me. How about you weigh me? <laughs> <laughs> check, check me for diabetes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, when they brought Puccio into their territories, they had to stop at the fucking weigh-in stations.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> like they, they would they would actually blow by them and then all of a sudden you'd see sirens. <laughs> the red and blues were behind him. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Eastbound down, down, down. loaded up, man, trucking. <laughs> Just because you're in, no a, in, a, in a in a caprice. Yeah, you gotta you gotta weigh this time, bitch. And it's a, it's it's basically not because it's illegal. It's because mm. the it shits and giggles. Mm. You know the cops are like, we gotta see what this <laughs> fucking guy weighs. <laughs> Look at him. He's got he's got fat in his pockets. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got fat stuffed in his shirt pocket. It, it, it's behind his ear. <laughs> he's got fat all over the place. Like you know how when you it's watch bi- like live obvious. PD and they find like when you watch like live PD and they find like like drug paraphernalia and stuff in the car, they're just finding fat all over him. They're just they're just like looking around. Yeah. There's fat coming out of the bottom of your pants.
1: So like on quarters with. Or like on hoarders, when they move a bunch of shit and they find like a petrified cat, like they picked his body up <laughs> and they're, they're like just dead finding dead cat fat up. everywhere.
2: Like, they, they, they moved <laughs> one of his titties and a lamp fell out. <laughs> <laughs> they, they,
3: they, and they, the only they,
2: reason it was a lamp, a,
0: a lamp and a chicken. Yeah, just a live chicken. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's all like you know when the feathers are all ruffled when they drop a chicken and whatever. He's like, this chicken's all yo, I was killing him. And oh, the lamp shit, wasn't I he was plugged there.
1: The lamp wasn't plugged in, but it was still operational because it was just body using the energy yeah. of his body heat.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, what a Cucci, slob.
1: Cucci-O's a fat ass solar panel,
2: <laughs> <laughs> dude. You put him on somebody's roof. <laughs> you can conduct electricity.
1: It's
2: like can you, you imagine can run a driving small down the neighborhood and seeing Val Puccio on somebody's roof sprawled out? Good lord.
1: You could what? run a 10,000-person t- pound off Puccio's body
2: heat. Fuck yeah, an apartment complex.
1: Oh. Uh, what? What,
2: what a slob. Is. Good god. <laughs> like, there, there's a girl I know um, her name is Val, and um, and I, I really like her. She's a really good girl and all, and uh, I always she has no idea, and I always I always call her Valerie Puccio, and and she has she has nothing to do with you know Val Puccio, and she's not even like a big sloppy girl, but it's just my way of remembering Val Puccio, who we lost in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it, it's a shame that he didn't die during the fucking um uh uh covid shit the lockdown because of the buffets and all closing up why couldn't he last like 2020 or whatever it is 2022 whatever during the lockdown he died because there was nowhere to eat
1: unfortunately we found or we lost fucking puccio in 2011 and his thirty-two pallbearers will n- will never forget him.
2: <laughs> Do you imagine that, carrying what, that guy to
1: a fucking grave? Shit. Oh, dude, dude. And if, they cremated, him, if in- they cremated if they had to cremate him, it's it's he's probably still burning.
2: <laughs> you you had to, smells, to bring in Longshoremen. It smells like
0: a. burning him. It's he's still burning, and it smells like a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: A cafe it like latte. A It's like it smells like a Dunkin' Donuts in an Indian filled baby diaper.
2: <laughs> do you, Do you guys know what a longshoreman is? Yeah. Oh, you guys have them there in, in Ohio. We, we yeah. don't have them here, but I know what it is. All right, we have a ton of them here. Could you just imagine when they had the big the ships that come up with the big big gigantic like trailers that go in the back of 18 wheelers and there's the big crane that's picking up one of the things and it's like it has like R.I.P. valve on the side of it that that's they, they, they <laughs> just dumped them in the Chesapeake just put that bitch out there let the fucking crabs eat them <laughs> Fucking slob. The crabs
0: and the gulls, because
1: he's gonna he's he's gonna float. So the crabs and the gulls, he's buoyant enough to float.
3: No,
2: that's why they had to bury him in a fucking tractor trailer fucking thing, so it would sink. Could you imagine if you were if you were commanding a vessel on the Chesapeake Bay, and all of a sudden, off to your starboard right, there, there's a, your GPS goes off and it's a and it's a Puccio alert. Holy shit! <laughs> he's <so laughs> and he's dressed. He's dressed the same way. <laughs> floating around in the bay, he's just he's just floating around. And imagine a bloated, a bloated dead puccio. Good <laughs> lord! <laughs> Holy shit! There, if he would. Maybe, like, all these different sightings of, like, some unidentified monster in the Chesapeake Bay. But now it's just fucking bloated Puccio. Uh, calm down. Don't get all excited. Puccio.
0: <laughs> well, somewhere along the lines, we got to get back into this ECW show. <laughs> the next match. The cast we is can't back. make fun
2: of Val for another <laughs> fucking <of four> <laughs> the cast,
0: the cast is back. It is Tommy Dreamer and the Pitbulls out to face Raven and the Dudleys. Um, and I my notes on this. Literally, I started writing notes, and then I wrote, "I can't take any more notes." This is there's too <coughs> much. There's too much going on here. Um. I know. At one point, Fonzie's out and he wants everything <laughs> to cease and desist, but the action keeps going anyway because he's just like... This guy, it's great. He's fucking great because he's <laughs> out and he makes threats and he yells and screams, but nobody fucking pays attention to him. <laughs> and they just keep doing what they're going to do.
2: But there is... Uh, the, yes. Again, the only the only other note that I've seen that I've already said before is, did he just show this? Yeah, <laughs> Buell and, <laughs>
0: and Francine get into a cat fight again. Um It is literally, they're just, they just keep doing the same shit over and over and over again. It's, what um, What if they
2: would have done something? How about this? Just for, I mean, just to slow down just a minute so we can get rid of the Val Puccio jokes and shit. Like, why, why didn't they come out with somebody above Fonzie for the commission? You know what I mean? like a Fonzie backup guy like somebody that you know cuz you know Fonzi's going out there and he's fucking spitting all this shit out there you know and he's being disrespected after week after week and the crowd's chanting 911 and he's getting in a fight with girls and the promoter and stuff why didn't they come out with another guy that was next like, week
0: um, next week daddy i'm going to have true. Phil Zacco Phil yeah, Zacco out here
2: and they get some guy with big glasses. You know what I mean? Yeah. That could start a fire in the sun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like they get a guy like that. You know why? Did, I don't understand why they didn't. I was. That's what I was thinking. when I was watching it. Like, why didn't he have somebody else from the commission to come out to back up Fonzie? Because it would have made ECW seem more hardcore. You know, like more like crazy. Like we're not listening to your dumb fucking rules. You know. We're sports entertainment, kind of. of. (laughs) I mean, I don't know about the sports. (laughs) We got lesbians. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Fuck it. You don't like this? Watch this. We got two girls kissing. Aaron, any notes
0: notes on this uh, insanity before we go to the finish on this one?
1: No, because it was just fucking wash and repeat. It's... More of these fucking clowns. Like it was cool the first <laughs> time, okay. And then, all right, all right. I'll give you the second time. Maybe the brawl was still going on. But now we're gonna have a fucking sanctioned match with all these
2: fucking guys. <laughs> a sanctioned match uh, again? Where was the commission? Who's sanctioning these matches? Joe, so back.
1: I'm actually. I'm actually siding with Fonzie. It's like, Jesus Christ,
2: give it a fucking rest. (laughs) So Fonzie's turning into the baby face. In this situation, yeah. (laughs) He's like, yeah, you're right, Fonzie. We have had enough of this. (laughs) (laughs) What if the ECW crowd would have sided that way back back then? How great would that have been when they were like, yeah, this is fucked up. Yeah, Fonzie's right. <laughs> you showed us. You
1: We've been here fucking five hours, and you've showed us Fat Coochie and these seven guys. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, this is fucked up, man. Where's Phil Zacco? The Pitbulls and Tommy
0: Dreamer win this match. Uh, the Pitbulls get a super bomb on Snot Dudley to pick up the victory, and then we go into a match that they edit.
1: I don't understand why we yeah, didn't they, edit the last match. They, they, edited, me this match. They, edited, they edited this fucking match, which looked fucking fantastic, to show us seven fucking brawls between fucking seven guys.
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, I I can I can tell you I can tell you that um from a th- their business perspective, which I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. But that was for videotape. Like that was the cell, that was the cell tapes. What you talking about, the Scorpio, yes, yeah, the Scorpio, Eddie, stuff. Eddie, yeah, Taz stuff, yeah, that was
0: against Two Cold Scorpio and Dean Malenko,
2: yeah, that that was to sell the videos. But I totally, I totally understand what you guys are talking about. You just showed us all this crap, and then you're going to give us like a glimpse <laughs> of, of, of something good, <laughs> you know, and then we got yeah, to spend 20 seconds to wait. I'd rather watch Val Puccio. I want to see Val Puccio I'd rather watch his shoes. <laughs> watch what?
1: <laughs> I'd Ring? rather watch fucking Eddie Guerrero and Taz versus Dean Malenko and oh, Too Cold for 40 minutes than fuck brawls between the bellies of pit bulls, Tommy Dreamer, Raven, and fucking Richards. Like, Dear Lord. Those
2: right. Fucking right. Shows I, I, I totally, I totally I get I, I totally get it. I totally get it, but it's a TV product, you know, and they and they have to they got to sell, you know, media. So that's that's, that's the only reason why they did it. You know, we, we can hate on it now, 30 years later or whatever, but you, you can see the logic in it. Why would we show this on TV for free when we can charge people, you know, 20 bucks or whatever it is for the tape that they're going to get in eight months from Feinstein, who's on the fucking show?
0: The match itself is is really good. One note that I did have down, the crowd sounds stupid. The crowd sounds stupid when they chant Virgil at Scorpio, seeing as the only thing that Virgil and Scorpio have in common is that they are black. They have nothing they have else big in
1: fucking common. Dicks.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, I was just gonna say that. They have big they make they have big hogs. And that's pretty sad that the ECW crowd knows that. <laughs> You know, it's like because Scorp- All right, well, everybody, everybody Scorp- knows the rumors. Everybody's heard all the stories about Scorpio, and you know, and whatever. But but now the crowd's just saying their names. It's two black guys with big dicks. Whatever. Yeah, Scorpio said he got
1: Scorpio said he got fired from WCW by Rick Flair because Rick Flair's wife saw him in a in a in a. It is um Speedo and was interested in it. And then Honky Tonk Man is talking about Virgil and said Virgil would go into like the, the shower and like show off his shit and be like, Look how big it is. It's like a baby's arm holding an apple and Honky Tonk Man's
2: like, Yeah, not big, but ain't no chicken to let you get that near <laughs>
3: like, Yeah, no, right.
2: <laughs> she would be like, I mean, no. uh- like, at, at that point, if I was hungry to man, I'd pull up my Bank of America cash app gimmick and go, but how about this? Look at my bank account. As opposed to your fucking big dumb dick. <laughs> I mean, how many, how many fucking kids are you fucking not paying for, you fucking idiot? I <laughs> mean, <laughs> he, he left them- he, he left not a paper trail everywhere he went. <laughs> he left a trail of kids everywhere he went. Well, my
0: like I said,
1: big that... dick story. Is... Oh, go,
0: ahead. go ahead, Aaron. No, I
1: was just going to go into the match. My, go ahead. My favorite wrestler talking about somebody's big dick is Ricky talking about Robert because he said Robert was, and he said, and um, he said, you know, most people like, um, Chris, um, walk over. He said, "Yeah, like most guys walk over and stick it in." He's like, "Robert sticks it in and walks over."
2: <laughs> yeah. He, 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 um... Oh shit! You there? He... Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I dropped the phone. He also made a joke about how Robert could wrap his t- shit around his his wrist and <laughs> look at <like> a watch. <laughs> <laughs> how do you fucking learn that shit? I mean I know the guy well, on the road forever.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know they got a lot of time in the car and stuff, but I had what does what Robert do sitting in the back seat? <laughs> hey look guys in the front seat. Look at this. Mud <laughs> makes like, makes like a like a slapwatch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much is what he's what he did. Don't the a fuck.
0: <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> Well, the original ending, the, the, the first ending to this match, Paul E. hits uh, Scorpio with the cell phone while Scorpio climbed up to the top rope. Um, Taz hits a Tazplex yeah, flex and pins
1: Scorpio, but what, Aaron? Did you notice, though, you know WWE Network or whatever, Peacock or whatever you want to call it, they <laughs> edit out everybody's music and put their own shit on it? Right. You know what I
2: mean? They didn't do this.
1: Like like Frankenstein was on one's music. The no,
2: it was on mine. It, wasn't, it on wasn't mine. No, I didn't know what the. It fuck was online.
1: Was. Frankenstein played clear as day. Like they didn't edit it out.
2: Oh, you probably heard it through the bleed in, like from the back. Like the, I mean, they, they didn't they didn't edit out the um, original audio. But they played probably the new song Yeah, I, I heard the new
1: on mine. they didn't play it at all like, like it was just Frankenstein The whole time
2: Huh, this shit I wonder
1: how that worked I don't know, I, I guess I, Maybe I did hear it through a bleed through But like I distinctively Heard 9-1-1's <laughs> Original music, so I'm like maybe Vince McMahon Paid money for
2: Frankenstein <laughs> I don't think so I don't I don't think it happens. <laughs> not a chance in not a ch- not a chance in hell. Well, can uh, you imagine on that on. memo going through the office? We, we need to get we need to get clearance <laughs> on Frankenstein for nine one one for Edgar hardcore White. TV. <laughs> <laughs> and and Fitz is going like, What the fuck's hardcore TV? It's ACW. Oh shit. No, no, hey, that's not it. You know what I mean? I can't even believe they paid for fucking Cody's music. That's probably what he was <laughs> pissed off. But, but we paid for the right for Cody's music. We're a nine one, he can go fuck himself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> fuck him.
0: Well Fonzie comes out and overturns the decision to uh let the and let the match continue. Um and then we get a double pin pretty much to
2: lazy booking.
0: Yeah, and Polly and Fonzie continue to argue, and I have no idea why in the hell Fonzie even brought Feinstein into the ring, but Rob Feinstein winds up in the,
2: <laughs> the diddler. The diddler. Bat- Batman's greatest. Batman's greatest enemy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the only. It's the only guy that all the supervillains in Batman. Agree on? is like this guy. This. <laughs> they, all,
2: all the bad guys. All the bad guys team <laughs> up with Batman just to go after the diddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't understand why the Feinstein. Um, I, I mean, what, what was the? Was it because Feinstein was doing the footage? Or, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I this mean at this, I was gonna say they he's definitely. One. Go ahead,
1: Aaron. Go oh, no, ahead, well, no, the, the 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 premise was that they didn't have instant replay and all this shit. But then Feinstein's involved because he has the videos, and Paulie's yelling at Feinstein and telling him about how his his video distribution sucks. And then they even
2: <laughs> so shooting. They even drop
1: like at least <laughs> Yeah, but they even drop like a Sabu thing, and they're like, Pau- "Paulie's like, oh, your video distribution sucks and this that and everything." And Feinstein even says, like, you know, you want to talk about my videos? The best-selling video we have is Best of Sabu, because that's supposed to get him some heat. Because Sabu is, like, you know, not with the con Wow, know, that's pretty point, lame. Is Japan shit or whatever. That's, yeah, it, um- was, it
2: was lame. I mean, I mean, I, a lot of times um, it's one thing to talk to when you do an angle and you do it and you do it to appease the house, the, you know, the the house you're at. But when you're on TV, you got to understand you have, you know, in the WWE's case, you have millions of people watching from different places, you know, so you got to appease the whole audience. They're, they're appeasing to like a, a pizza slice. In in sense of the audience, <laughs> they're bringing in Feinstein <coughs> for an angle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what you're, that's like, now you're really just, you know, you, now you're really just reducing the angle to who your audience is to a minuscule amount of people. And in Philadelphia, that's fine. But what if you're in fucking Sheboygan? You know what I mean? Or Dayton or. Wherever you two fucking goose live, somewhere you guys don't know anything about that shit. You know what I mean? Because you guys, you guys are probably still waiting on Feinstein videos <laughs> <laughs> from like '96.
1: Joey even makes that joke. He's like, he can't even get my
2: videos right, and I work here. Like, <laughs> man, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been, I've been to his fucking place, and I've, I've watched him do shit, lame lame is how he operates he's too busy diddling fucking boys and stuff like you know whatever his whatever his little problem is that he has he can't get his tapes out on time because school's not out yet he's picking up little kids
1: he's got candy to buy mel phillips yeah. sleeping.
2: yeah mel phillips yeah. is sleeping on the pullout and you can't and you can't accuse me of fucking slander when that shit was on fucking television. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All of a sudden, Chris fucking what's the name walks into the kitchen and there's Feinstein. Chris he's Hansen. bringing a fucking he's bringing an ECW fucking fan mm-hmm. can to some little fucking boy's house. Mm-hmm. Chris Hansen is like, oh, so what were you gonna do? Oh, we're just gonna watch the wrestling. <laughs> yeah, let
1: me show you this chat that you were in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not, yeah. let's, not not, <laughs> let's not get into another.
2: Let's not get into
1: another. Let's not get into another. Stan Hansen as a predator.
2: <laughs> you, you were gonna show him how to do a standing grampy? Oh, I see. <laughs> all the and and don't forget what is this? The abdominal stretch. Oh. I see what's going on here. Chris Hansen busting Roth Feinstein. Well, Feinstein. Oh Feinstein gets a choke uh, slam from.
1: People. Instead of taking people to Lower Land, you're going to take them to Candyland. <laughs> <laughs>
0: pretty, pretty much. Feinstein gets a choke slam from nine one one to mercifully end that segment. And up next, it's um, I don't have a lot of notes on this. It's Sam Man for the ECW Championship to. Def- Defending against Axel Rotten.
2: Well, this is where my my shit cut out. I got like the entrances, and then my show pretty much ended. I don't know. I got I got I got something about Public Enemy after that, but um, there was a how how long was the match, Nate? Because my my Peacock went to a commercial, like right oh. when the match started with Axel, and then oh, when I it see. came back from the commercial, it was over.
0: What was on the I don't know, I don't know if anything was edited, but probably what I
2: watched was probably I don't know about seven minutes. Oh, I'd so say. that that's why they that's why All State decided to put the commercial in or whatever. Because <laughs> literally it was like three, four minutes of a commercial. And there wasn't a whole commercial, a whole entire show until Axel. And I'm like, Well, Axel's my buddy. I can't wait to see this. This would be cool. And then I'm like, I'm like the Amazon commercial with the girl with the mustache came on. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? And then it comes back and all of a sudden Sam Sandman's like beating the shit out of Axel, you know, like whatever. And I'm like, what happened?
0: <laughs> Aaron, do you have any notes on the match itself? Cause I just don't, I have the finish. And I mean, it, it, it didn't suck or anything. I just didn't have, I didn't have a lot of notes.
1: Yeah, they, uh, rotten and, um, Sandman start brawling before the match really starts. And then um, Rotten retreats because Sandman's hitting him with a cane. But it turns out that he wasn't running away. He was just going to get the barbed wire bat. And then Axel basically challenges Sandman to, like, a Singapore cane versus barbed wire bat match. <laughs>
2: Singapore Singapore jabroni match
1: yeah and it just turns into those guys
2: I really would have missed I really would have, I really would have liked to have seen that um because you know Axel being a friend of mine and shit. um but yeah, I like I mean right right when Axel was coming out, they they cut to an Amazon commercial, so, <laughs> you know, and I was just like I missed the whole entire thing, and you said it was about seven minutes. and I'm like, yeah, that's about right. So it was probably three minutes of the commercial. So when you when he came back from the commercial break, there was fucking Axel laying on the fucking mat <laughs> and shit. I'm like, all right, well, whatever.
1: And the finish is actually kind of funny because um Sandman's basically debuting the, the beer drinking thing. So they're selling the match that Sandman's drunk. And he goes up to the top. And he has, like, a really sloppy-looking uh, leg drop on the axle. And then when he hits it, he smacks his own head off the mat, falls on the axle, and pins him. So it's like, Fan Man won the match because he was sloppy drunk.
2: That <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean I, I, that's, a, that's a good way of not making Axel look bad. I guess, right? <laughs> I mean... You know he was so reckless that he landed so you know dangerously that it fucked Axel up. Not only did it fuck Axel up, it fucked him up. And Paul had a Paul had a good way of always protecting when Axel lost. Axel lost all the time. Axel lost all the time. And but it, it, as you guys know from the crowd response, they respected Axel. Mm-hmm. Same with fucking um stupid fucking the shop, hack Myers you know he never got wins but the crowd the crowd liked him because he was a, he was a character and he was a good character and and Axel was actually good that's that's the problem Axel was good and this is was this was non this was non-drug axel years that we're talking about right now this is way before he started doing drugs he, he wouldn't even smoke pot with me during this time. So this is this is probably the the most healthy axle you're probably going to get, and, and Paul just I guess Paul just you know I guess there's them guys that you can just keep beating every week, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: it's the the Tito. Are. It's
3: the it's
0: the it's the Tito thing.
2: <laughs> is that what it is? With Tito Santana.
0: Yeah, the in the WWF like after his intercontinental title run and his little run with Martell as the tag champ. He he beat Jobbers, but he always lost to the you know he'd lose to the Warlord, or he'd lose to the Barbarian, or he'd lose to Dino Bravo. But everybody still fucking loved Tito. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. I, I got you, man. Yeah, it makes sense. So I mean, I I didn't know that was a I didn't know that was a Tito thing, but yeah, it's the same it's the same exact thing.
1: Like and then a, the next a home, match, a homegrown guy. That's what Ash was, and that's kind of like what Hack was. It was a it was a they were guys that that crowd liked because that was their arena guy you know what i mean yeah
2: i mean that's all of us that me me included we know we weren't brought in from somewhere else we were guys that were basically you know even though we all worked other places before we got there when we got to the stubby arena that these were our guys you know it was that axel fat ass Ian, hack me um you know mikey you know was Mm -hmm. was you know who the fuck was mikey A year before he was in ECW, you know, it was these are our guys, man. You know, the next match on the
0: show. Next match on the show is Stevie Richards versus Luna Vashon in a cage. Um Luna pretty much beats the shit out of Stevie here, bloodies him up. Um, he also gets to, to bust her open in this cage match. One of the best lines, I don't have a lot of notes on the match but one of the best lines of the night from Joey was I love that he said I'm not I'm not stunned by the violence against the women in ECW I'm stunned by how violent the women are in ECW <laughs> right
2: <laughs> I thought that was a great line <laughs> yeah I, I didn't I didn't my my cable my my show cut off about before that so I didn't see any of this but I, yeah I know what you're saying is what you're saying because um I mean, Paul, Paul really put a whole lot behind Luna, hoping that Luna was going to stick around Mm -hmm. and, you know, and was like, he, he, he put the gas pedal down on Luna and stuff, but you said it was against Stevie.
0: Yeah. And I mean, for what it was, for what it was supposed to be, it did everything it needed to, because you're putting Luna over, she's beating up this little pansy Stevie Richards, you know, and when he does get the advantage on her, literally he has to cheat. Um, to beat her, um, or not to beat her, she doesn't beat. He doesn't beat her, but I mean to get the advantage, he has to cheat. So he looks like a complete wimp, which is the point. And Luna looks like a badass, which is the point. Um,
1: Stevie did a really good job. Oh, yeah, yeah, no
0: this this whole thing was effective between the two of them. It was it was it was fun to watch. Yeah,
2: they're, they're characters, man. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Stevie, but um, he did great in his role, um, from what I've seen. And Luna, come on, seriously, dude. I mean, Luna, she's right up there with the Sherry Martells. You know, mm. it, when, when you see her, you, you're going to smile, even though she looks ridiculous. <laughs> when you see here, <laughs> you, you're just going to smile because you're happy to see her. It's like, hey, Luna, and she goes, does, ah,
3: all
2: right, you ain't got to, you know, you ain't got to do the gimmick. No, that's her gimmick. That's not like, that's not the way, it's not her working. That's how she talks. <laughs> Ah, Chad. Like you know, you, you know, you're supposed to smoke cigars, not eat them. <laughs> that's how she talks. Yeah, Luna's a, Luna's a class act, man. Well, Luna
0: winds up winning this match with a testicular claw on Stevie Richards. She applies <laughs> the claw hold to his nutsack, and Stevie gives up. And then, hey. Our cast of characters is back out again. Here come the Pitbulls. Here come the Dudleys. Here come Tommy Dreamer. Here comes uh Yackety Sax is playing as they all make their way to
2: the ring. <laughs> Benny Hill? <laughs> Everybody's back. Um Benny Benny Hill's chasing all the guys to the ring. <laughs> they're, they're all running out, and all of a sudden, fucking uh Archie Mitchell's running out behind them.
1: With a yeah, Yakety Sax.
2: jogging. All right. Walking at a pace. Um, Yeah, exactly.
0: But what this does result in is after all the chaos, (laughs) essentially what happens is Tommy Dreamer winds up alone in the ring with Raven. He gets out two pairs of handcuffs, handcuffs Raven to the cage. And then we get the, one of those iconic ECW moments, Raven Raven handcuffed to the cage and the chair shot heard around the world from Tommy Dreamer. And you've seen it, those of you that are younger fans or whatever, between this time and now we've seen a bunch of crazy shit in wrestling. But at this time,
1: this was uh this was this was pretty impactful. This is the um um Vic Steamboat Pony Atlas.
2: <laughs> You're just gonna see this over and over and over and over again. Yeah, but you wanted to see it over and over, not Vic Steamboat Tony Howard's. <laughs> you did you didn't want to see that over and over over again. Uh yeah, it's you're right, man. It's uh it's what it was. It was the ETW and w Then boom. Yeah, I mean it's the first real iconic ECW moment. I guess so. I mean, I put the fucking Sandman blinded gimmick with the cane thing, probably above that. But and, yeah, I mean, it's true.
1: And Shane throwing like, down the
2: belt. Shane, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's like that's one of the moments where EZW's starting to get some tread. You know, they're they're in way way bigger markets. People, you know, it's more visible. Yeah, so that's one of the things where wow, man. You know, you're not going to be talking about Eddie and Dean, how great the matches are. Did you see when the fuck the Raven or Dreamer at fucking Raven? You know, <laughs> with the goddamn chair. Because aren't we leading up to? We haven't watched it yet, right? Um, the Pitbulls, Raven, and Richards double dog collar. No, we're getting there. Yeah, guys. we're we're getting there. Yeah. All right, because that that that, in my opinion, is the greatest match that I've ever seen live the great i mean literally it is i don't know if i've ever told you guys about it but I, when i was seeing like hints of the of the shit sprinkled in i was wondering if i if we had missed it or not cuz i'm sitting there like dude that's the that's the greatest wrestling and I, I don't fucking like richards and i definitely don't like either one of the two pit bulls that are dead either and um <laughs> But that's the greatest match that I've ever seen live as, as a wrestling fan. And I know Aaron's going to tell me that Pipple won or whatever is still alive, but he's not. <laughs> it's the internet slow. The local man. The <laughs> it, it's your internet. It's slow. <laughs> he's been
0: dead. Well, we move on to our final match of the evening here at Heat Wave. And it is, of course, the The public enemy and the gangsters inside a cage with the weapons. And again, it's one of those matches that you just, I don't have a lot of notes on it. It's just, it's hard to take notes on a match that's just guys just fucking bashing each
2: other with shit. That's bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to take notes on a match that's that bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? It's four guys that can't work without a cage. (laughs) <laughs> and then you're going to limit them to put them in within a cage. Well, it's
1: then like it's going to suck it, that it, much worse. It's th- it's three guys that can't work. Well, who can work?
2: Mustafa? I think Ted Petty can
1: work. No, Ted Petty.
2: I think his working days were behind him, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he's working at New York.
1: Okay. But, but I'm just saying, like, it to me. Me, he's the wrestler of the group.
2: Oh yeah, he's cl- he's clearly the ring sense. general. I mean, well. the of- only note I have,
1: oh, go ahead, sorry.
2: Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, um no, I mean the only the only Ted Petty was definitely the ring general where he's putting the match together while Johnny's outside smoking crack with Mustafa <laughs> and New Jack, <laughs> and, and, and uh, Ted's probably putting the match together. Yeah, so he's the, definitely the ring gent Hey, did the USA chant break out during that match? Because after my my seven minute commercial break went off and it came back on, and was in the middle of this, and I swear I heard a USA chant.
0: I couldn't make out what any of any of the chants were, so maybe maybe there was, but I couldn't I couldn't decipher I, what any of the fans USA chants were. <laughs> I, USA.
1: Uh, chants. I know what one of the cha- I know what one of the chants was. It was use the palette. Because they they had two pallets in the ring like inside the cage leaned up and the, the, the ECW crowd was saying, use the pallet. Use the pallet. Oh, maybe
2: that's what I thought was USA. <laughs> <laughs> USA. I'm like, well, who the fuck? USA. Is the yeah, public well, enemy facing the Soviet gangsters? <laughs> <laughs> Soldat, Ustinov. <laughs>
1: Uh, the only other note that I really have, other than just talking about the finish of the match, is I have in quotations um, was Mustafa pointless.
2: Of course, yeah, that's what Mustafa is. He was pointless, useless, worthless. <laughs> Come on, give me some more lessons. Lessons what he is.
0: He has his. He has he had his job because he looked crazy. I mean that's that's essentially it. That was no, he was
2: crazy. No, he really was crazy. But he was only crazy when he was smoking crack,
3: which was, was probably like... most of the time.
2: Well, yeah, pretty much. You catch him at breakfast, fine. Nine oh eight, not so fine.
0: It's like eggs eggs in the toaster, and then onto the crack.
2: Pretty much, yeah. I mean that's that's sad. I mean, is he still alive too, or is he pitbull? Yeah, he's still alive. There's no chance he's still alive. <laughs> he's still alive. <laughs> Mustafa's dead too? No, Mustafa's not nah, dead. I mean, he is dead. Uh he uh, um yeah, but like seeing him in at, at like seeing him in the morning times. Like there would be some times where I would go down to the hotel, like go down to the lobby to like I would just be bored at like two o'clock in the morning he'd be still mm-hmm. milling around down there. Like, you know just hanging around and, and and he's goofy. Like you don't know whether he's all fucked up or he's just goofy. And he's all just milling around and stuff. And I was like, I ain't getting involved in any of this. You know what I mean? Like I'm going downstairs only because I want to get something. Whatever I'm I'm gonna get and go back up my room. And I see him just still milling around. I'm like, I ain't getting involved. But yeah, he was a he's he was a goofy fuck. I'm telling you, he's dead. Him um, in the pit bulls googling it he's still alive i'm telling you he's dead don't don't google's lying they don't know shit from shinola what does google know
1: well he knows mustafa Sa'id's still alive
2: no that's mustafa sad (laughs) (laughs) not mustafa saeed mustafa sad mustafa mitchell (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, the finish of this match comes, and that's the that's the highlight of the match is the finish. Obviously, it's uh Public Enemy sets up two tables in the ring, and um they put New Jack on the tables. Rocco does the moon salt off the top of the cage through the two tables, through New Jack. Um, so it looks like Public Enemy is gonna get the win. But Mustafa sprays uh sprays grunge in the face with. Joey says I don't know if it's spray paint or mace <laughs> but uh, he just sprayed him or mace. And, yeah it's what he says I don't know if it's spray paint or mace um and they get the, the, the that that gets the the gangsters the victory over the public enemy well if it was and, spray
2: paint wouldn't there be any coloring right yeah that's why I thought it was funny I don't know if it's spray paint or mace <laughs> Jesus <laughs> he sprayed it with breast cancer. I don't I don't know he's got somebody
0: called Susan B. Coleman.
2: He's, got... he's got breast cancer in a jar As with blinded Chris Adams the breast cancer. Yeah, I don't know like I said my 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 peacock cut out so yeah I, whatever <laughs> Fuck Maybe my peacock did me a favor man. <laughs> it's like I don't want you to see the rest of the shit. Yeah, this show
0: was. Um, it has highlights, but and Aaron disappeared. I don't know where he went. But the show definitely had some highlights in it, but it was not. It wasn't really very good. Let's be honest. It. I mean, it was a spectacle. Like the with the the the, the spectacular things that happened were a spectacle. So right. it makes the it Fonzy worth shit. watching.
2: The Fonzie stuff was great. I mean, I don't know, the, the pit bull stuff, you know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of action and stuff, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it really wasn't, like, eventful, right? No, and, the word like, you would yeah,
0: and the worst part, the, wor- the I think the thing that made it that way, that we keep refer- referring to, is that I don't understand why they just kept... They just kept bringing Raven and Dreamer and all of their goons out over and over and over again. You could have, you could have yeah, you could have done all that in one segment and got it over with. But it took like three or four segments of the show. Um But yeah, definitely like I said some iconic moments, some some spectacular moments that are that make it worth, worth watching for historical perspective.
2: That's Raven booking, man. That's Raven's booking, I'm telling you. I mean, there's a reason for it, and you might not. We may not have seen it yet, but there's a reason for it because I don't think Raven is stupid by any stretch of the imagination, and there there would have had to have been a reason for that. I, I I just don't I just don't see Raven being petty enough to be like I got to get my guys, my boys. You know, I don't see that. I I just I don't get it. It, it would have had to have been like it has to tie in later. Well, it does tie in later on. That's it.
0: Right right and from from the perspective of Paulie as the as the guy in charge, <clears throat> he probably sees how over overall of this stuff is with Raven and Dreamer and he wants to make it the focal point of the show. Shane Douglas just left so you know you lost a big star so why not focus on the things people are reacting to?
2: Yeah, and like I said, Raven booked his own shit and he booked it along with Tommy so you know, and with them guys connections. Paul's going to okay that, you know, you know, with a little bit of tweaking, you know, a little bit of right. um, how about, you know, kind of shit. But other than that, yeah, Raven, Raven, and Dreamer are going to book their own shit. And and if 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 you if I if I went to a promoter and said like it has TV national TV outlet, and I told him I got an angle that's going to you can work for like two years, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like this is. <coughs> He's going to be like, I'll listen. You know, sure he right. would. Two years. Two years worth. Of like, And it's still going on. Raven still works Tommy Dreamer. To this day. And Dreamer still ain't beat him. <laughs> what a fucking fat ass Dreamer is. What a Puccio. Yeah. I mean, he, he's been fighting Raven for 25 years. <laughs> and he still ain't beat him. How about you stop fighting him?
0: Well, any parting words for our listeners this week as we sign off, gentlemen?
2: I got parting words. Stop fucking fighting Raven, Dreamer. (laughs) Move on. How about you you set your sights a little lower? Donnie and me, we ain't doing anything. Hackmeyer's not doing much. How about you set your sights lower? (laughs) Call my mom a whore. I don't give a shit. (laughs) You know, get your big win against me. That's worth the angle, brother. Yeah, but other than that, no. I thought I thought it was a good show. I, I mean, for what it was, it wasn't it wasn't highly eventful. The matches were fine. You know, we had no problem with the matches. Just you know, there wasn't a whole lot of steps forward. But you know, the, that's what these shows are for. These are the arena shows. You know, these are where we're the next week we reset. Right. Right. Aaron. Aaron. Um.
1: I thought it was a decent show, but it was just kind of the 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 trope going through with the with constant between like the fucking pit bulls and the Dudley's and the Raven and the kind. So, Jesus Christ, it's the same thing over and over again. But yeah, I'm sure we're sure getting somewhere with it. Hopefully. But there wasn't really a bad... I, I don't give a shit
2: what anybody says. N- nothing... N- the One of the biggest pops I've ever heard in the ECW arena is when they started playing Highway to Hell and the Dudleys came out. They didn't even know who the fuck they were. They just played Highway to Hell real loud. It's just super loud. And these tie-dye, goofy fucking turkey necks walked out of there. And, and, and the crowd just went bananas. Because it it's like, just play music real loud and send Paul Laurie out there. A little this.
1: Short short people by Randy Newman and
2: (laughs) short people got nobody. Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) And it sent Paul Laurie out. Yeah, where's Jason? Is he (laughs) done? It was a
1: decent show, but it wasn't (laughs) the best ECW show. Yeah, it wasn't. But it was all right for what it was. And to wrap it up
0: on this week's edition of Reliving the Extreme, I will end with this. Short people got no reason to live. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody.
1: Have a great day,
3: That's. <laughs>